Hey there, thanks for stopping by the podcast today. I just wanna let you know that I, Max Willett, recently got my real estate license, as you can see right here. If you're listening, you can't see it, but I got my real estate license in the state of Rhode Island. I'm currently with Keller Williams Coastal, and if you're interested in buying or selling a house in the state of Rhode Island, I'd be more than happy to help you. Please contact me at maxwillett.kw.com. That's M-A-X-W-I-L-L-E-T-T dot K-W dot com, where you'll find all my contact information. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the episode. Stay hungry, stay foolish. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I have a dream. We one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And welcome back to the Knowledge is Power podcast. I got another great guest on the podcast today. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, that would be great. Uh, thank you, Max. My name is James Diosa. I am a candidate for Rhode Island Treasurer uh, and a, the Democratic nominee in this election. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to come on the podcast. So sort of how we start off every podcast is uh, just go ahead and tell us your life story. Don't feel like you're rambling on. Just uh Let's hear your background and how you got to this current point of your life. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, my family came over uh, from Colombia in the late 70s. Uh, it was a very difficult time in Colombia. You know, uh, there was a lot of corruption. Uh, violence was just starting to pick up because of the drug wars and uh my my father in particular made the decision that if he wanted to have a family in the future that the united states would be the best place uh to have uh, a family and so uh he made the decision to come to the united states first uh living in new york uh, for a few years and then he moved up with other family to central falls because it was a a small colombian community that was growing and their, their their reason for being in Central Falls is because of the textile mills and there's a lot of opportunity for employment. And so he made that decision to come to Central Falls, later bringing, on, uh, bringing over my, my mother um, where you know they had me, I was born in Providence, uh, so as my siblings. And uh, we chose Central Falls as our home and because of my dad's job and one of the, uh, the manufacturing falls and because he was a union member for almost 33 years he was able to buy his first home uh be able to provide the best support for me and my brothers and we never missed a meal and so uh, because of that uh, i think that was a strong foundation for why me and my brothers have been very successful uh but i grew up in the public school systems in central falls graduated in 2003 went off to uh, Becker College uh, to study. Uh, in my third year in college, I was really captivated by the uh, the candidacy of Barack Obama uh, and uh, felt like he was speaking directly to me of going back into my community and giving back. Uh, and I think he spoke to a lot of young people at that time about doing the same. And so I graduated college and I decided to come back to Central Falls 
uh, and look and look for ways uh, to get involved. And part of that summer experience after college was I took on an internship with U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. And during that time, I came across a news article that uh, informed uh, me of the elections opening up in Central Falls. I decided to reach out to all of my friends who had come back from college as well and made a, uh, a, a run for city council. And uh, it was an uphill battle. I was uh, running against a incumbent who was entrenched with the mayor. Uh, and I successfully uh, won by 17 votes. And so that was in 2010 when I was sworn in on city council at the age of, I believe it was 23, 24, and immediately started to uh, do my work as a city council member, learning more about uh, my role and how I could help all people. And during that time, you know, the city made more headlines uh, uh, because we were insolvent, uh, going down the path of bankruptcy. And so that really turned uh, a lot of attention onto Central Falls. And, and during this time, it was just two years after I was elected, uh, the mayor was indicted on corruption charges. Uh, the city had filed for bankruptcy and was going through these proceedings. And I decided to run for mayor at the time, and I was 26 uh, when I ran. I ran against a former mayor, former police chief, a firefighter, a community advocate, and one other person. And I was fortunate enough to win in the primary with 60% of the vote. And in the runoff, uh, in the general, I also won by 60% of the vote, and I was elected uh, mayor in 2012 and sworn in in 2013. And so uh, it was a really, really uh, uh, great experience. I was able to really energize a new generation of people who were disconnected to City Hall. And we began the work uh, at, uh, in Central Falls, and I think that it's been a success story, not only for Central Falls, but around the country of how we've done uh, with the turnaround of a city that literally hit rock bottom. Very cool. Well, uh, amazing life story. Uh, congratulations to all your success in uh, Central Falls. I was reading up on a little bit and uh, it's it's really great how you were able to turn the, the town around and in, into what it is today. And I'm a, I'm a baseball guy and I, and I, uh, We've been to Make Humber Field a few times, and that's a really nice field. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a incredible field, and, and well, multi multi purpose too. Yeah, and we were happy to uh, uh, finish that project of you know making it a a real uh, state of the art facility for our kids in Central Falls with turf and you know pitching and. Uh, pitching, uh, what do you call those? Pitching cages and batting cages, uh, yeah, things like that. Good. Yep, batting cages, yeah, like that. So we were very happy to uh, end the uh, two four year term on that note. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of different. There were a lot of different things you could have ran for um, this year. So what made you, you know, steer towards uh, state treasurer? Uh, there's uh, many reasons. Uh, you know, I had an incredible relationship with the office uh, when I was with, uh, meaning when when the governor 
I mean, sorry. I had an incredible relationship with the treasurer's office when then Gina Raimondo was in office and now Seth Magazine there. Uh, and, you know, we, we worked on incredible projects together, uh, whether it was laying out the groundwork for a new high school in the city or moving our state pension system uh, into the state system uh, where it's better managed with experts and pooled with uh, larger uh, funds uh, for better returns. And so because of this experience of working so closely with the office, I felt that I could bring my leadership and um, uh, my test, tested executive experience uh, to this office where not only will I be a steward for the pension fund and ensure that our active members and our retirees uh, see their pensions being managed correctly, but also protecting the taxpayers uh, from, the, from any potential downfall in, in the pension fund but also managing other programs that are critical to the quality of life of people and that being the victim's compensation fund. You know, that fund is for victims of any type of, and uh, it helps uh, immediately by, uh, you know, giving some money for, uh, you know, moving out of a, a situation where they would otherwise wouldn't because of lack of resources and, help and assist people during difficult times. And so that's a particular uh, program that uh, is important and critical for, for our families. Um, but also uh, unclaimed property is important. A lot of people, the, um, people who uh, don't know it's there, they need to claim back their money. And I know that the treasurer, uh, current treasurer magazine has done an incredible job of bringing this program across the state and ensuring that it connects to its rightful owners. I wanna continue doing that and expanding it uh, so that we do that. But one particular area where, where I wanna continue building upon is, you know, I really believe that education is the bedrock of our state. And uh, one of the components that we can help and assist with that is by building facilities or renovating facilities conducive to teaching. And I'm going to be lockstep ensuring that we can continue this program for many years to come. Uh, and so outside of that, I really want to uh, bring my experience as a municipal leader to help connect uh, the treasurer's office very closely with cities and towns across the state. And having served as president of the Rhode Island League of Cities and Towns has given me that opportunity to build those relationships across the state. And I hope to use um, share and invest with programs that the treasurer's office has to offer, but also uh, give guidance uh, to whoever may need it in, in, in the space of pensions. And so uh, that's a str very strong area that I'm going to focus on. Great. Uh, so is there anything that, uh, you know, the current state treasurer, Seth Magaziner, has done that you maybe disagree with or you think that you could improve upon? No, I think... He's done a, a phenomenal job. I, I really mean that uh, mm -hmm. wholeheartedly. I think that the difference in approach for me and him is that I'm going to be more of a grassroots uh, type of leader where I'm going to work with cities and towns. I believe in a bottoms up approach. I believe that if our cities and towns are strong and I'm playing my role uh, uh, as, as one of the you know general office holders and making that, uh, making the cities and towns stronger than we're off to a strong word in the long run. And, and that's what uh, I think will make, will 
be the difference between uh, the current treasurer and I. But other than that, he's done a phenomenal job. Very cool. So uh, what can the state treasurer position do to, you know, help small business in the state of Rhode Island? Because a statistic that I, you know, think is correct is I think 98% of businesses within the state of Rhode Island are, are small businesses. So is there anything you think as state treasurer you can do to help those small businesses? Absolutely. Uh, they, I, uh, I've seen it. I witnessed it as mayor. Uh, they are the backbone of our economy and of our state. And, you know, they went through a very, very difficult time during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we have to give them a lot of credit for being resilient, uh, but they need help. They really need help. Uh, we're still able to go to the, uh, to the small uh, convenience store and pick up our goods uh, without much disruption or enjoy a good meal um, uh, with the understanding that there's a shortage in uh, people that are, are not working in the restaurant industry and so they need support as well and one of the areas that uh, I believe we can be most helpful is you know with this we the treasurer the current treasurer created a bank local program where he's been able to work with uh, local banks in our state and providing uh, uh, money uh, uh, to back up loans that go. Hey there, listeners. Thanks for stopping by to the podcast today. Please, before you're done listening to this episode, leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, you can review now and you can also review on Apple Podcasts. But if there's any platforms that I'm forgetting about and you can leave us a review, please do so. If you're happening to watch us on YouTube, and if you don't know, you can watch these podcasts on YouTube now, uh, please like and subscribe to the channel and share the episode as well. So thanks for stopping by, everybody, and enjoy the episode. Our small business community, and that's a good way to help uh, our small business community, whether it is to expand or, or uh, upgrade facilities or make investments I think this is a good tool uh, for our business, small business community, but also, uh, you know, I think that the current slate of Democrats are really good. And, you know, I've worked with each one of them in, in some way, whether it's the governor McKee, where, you know, him and I served as mayors or current Lieutenant governor, where I worked with her when she was the council president of Providence and AG Narona, I had experience you know, as well working with him uh, in his early years of the, General's Attorney General's Office or Greg Amore uh, as a legislator. And so I think there's going to be a strong coalition of strong advocates who can work together to uh, ensure that we're all playing our roles and helping out the small business community and the state as a whole. And that I think is a, an important thing to note uh, uh, for this election if we all get elected. Very cool. So as I mentioned before, uh, James Lathrop was on the podcast, uh, the Republican nominee, I guess, for this position. Uh, and he said that, uh, you know, the state treasurer position isn't really a political position. And uh, it doesn't really it, it, there's really not a huge difference in how a Republican or a Democrat would manage the position. Do you think that's a, a true statement? Do you think that's a, a good statement? Uh, I, like I, all I can say is, is you know, the fact that um, uh, this is an office that's elected by the people. Uh, mm -hmm. It's important to know that uh, the number one responsibility is to the people of Rhode Island. Uh, 
you have to understand the office well. Uh, you have to have the experience of being a leader. Uh, in this case, you know my my uh, my eight years as mayor as as the executive uh, is important, and also uh, having the experience of working with the different programs and uh, uh, different. Uh, uh, projects that the treasurer's office has done, which in my case I have, and be able to uh, expand upon these programs so that we're helping out more Rhode Islanders in a sense. So, look, I I I am making the case of why I am different from my opponent. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the most important uh, endorsement or 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 the biggest thing that I'm advocating for is for Rhode Islanders to vote for me so that I can lead this office in the next four years and build upon the different programs uh, that this office currently holds. And I believe I can do that. And, you know, I, I'm focusing on being the best steward of the pension fund. I want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the renovation or the building of new schools happens in every city and town across the state. I want to ensure that uh, municipalities understand and access uh, low interest loans so that we can continue doing green projects and infrastructure projects across the state is critical. Being a mayor, we all love to upgrade our sidewalks, our roads, our parks, our, our buildings. And so making that extremely accessible is important to me. And this is what, this is, this is exactly what I'll bring to the treasurer's office. I'm a very active person. I did, I, I showed that throughout my eight years and now at 37, uh, I'm not slowing down, and so I'm going to be very uh, uh, active and a great listener to the needs of Rhode Islanders. Great. What do you think the the most important task as state treasurer is out of all the different you know responsibilities you have? What do you think is the most important? Yeah, I think the whole role. Uh, yeah. Being treasurer is important. The whole, I think, every everything that has to do with the people of Rhode Island is important to me. I don't think there's one thing that's more important than another thing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this is an important office for our state, and uh, every program, any anything that has to do with this office is important and a priority to me because it, it impacts people, and so. Uh, that to me is that this whole office, in a sense, is is a a, a of great importance. And uh, you know, as a as a former elected official, you also have to understand the importance of uh, and respect uh, the fact that people vote for you uh, and that you uh, have a duty to them to represent them and uh, ensure better quality of life in the years to come for them. So. As a whole, this is an important prior for me, and 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 this is this is exactly what I will do. Yeah. Do you do you think that there's anything in the state treasurer's office that you can do to help out with, you know, affordable housing or the housing crisis that's going on right now in the state? Absolutely. You know, I witnessed it firsthand as mayor during the pandemic, and although we knew there was a crisis before then, I think that this really uh, put the 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 magnifying, magnifying glass on this issue. And there's a real shortage. Uh, uh, rents are, are skyrocketing. People are now 
not fighting over purchasing, but rental units. And that's a, a very scary uh, scenario. And so, you know, the treasurer has a role uh, as a board member at the Rhode Island Housing, uh, 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 at Rhode Island Housing. And, you know, I'm gonna take my experience as a municipal leader and understanding the crisis at hand to uh, look for ways where the treasurer's office can be very helpful uh, in securing money uh, and uh, making connections with communities who, who need affordable housing or want to expand housing uh, to ensure that people have a home to live and at best scenario uh, have the opportunity and access to own a home. And so that that is is paramount uh, on, on, on the many issues that I know I'll be confronting as general treasurer and that I'm very sensitive to. Interesting. So also something else you had mentioned earlier is green energy. You know, obviously energy increases, uh, you know, power your house are increasing uh, at an exponential rate. Uh, is there anything that you could do to help, you know, not necessarily suppress, but help with the, with the rates that it's climbing at as state treasurer? Look, I know that uh, Governor McKee has made this a priority for uh, a very long time, and I want to uh, work with him to see how we can uh, address this. Uh, but more importantly to me is, you know, the more green projects we have, we know that it will tackle some of these issues. But also, uh, looking forward, now that I have a three-year-old, uh, I want to ensure that she has a sustainable uh uh, you know, green, healthy uh, earth. And so uh, every, every possible way uh, that I believe we can work on creating a more healthier environment uh, for our communities, I'm going to address. Uh, but more importantly, uh, I will work with Governor McKee if, if we're both elected to really look at this, uh, uh, this, this unfortunate scenario of a rising cost uh, and there's no one easy solution, but uh, having the experience of working with the governor, I know that there are ways that we can have conversations to look for solutions. So is there any like experience when you were mayor of Central Falls that sticks out and says, you know, this is why I am the best candidate for state treasurer? Obviously, you, you brought the, the town out of bankruptcy, but is there anything else that sort of sticks out and says, you know, this is why? Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the key things of this office is and of this elected position is having a leader. Uh, it's important to have a leader that, uh, that understands the importance of, of building a team of good, uh, honest, hardworking people that will uh, understand the mission of the treasurer's office and uh, address issues, uh, look for uh, solutions, uh, uh, have a, uh, uh, the, the understanding of what the core mission is, is which is helping people every single day. Um, I have that experience. You know, I have that experience of being a leader where I have to make tough decisions. Uh, I have the experience of managing pensions in Central Falls. I have the uh, experience of knowing uh, that when the city of Central Falls went into bankruptcy. Our bunks, our junk, our, our bond status was at junk status. And I was able to move it out of 
uh, junk bond status before I left into investment grade. So understanding all uh, of that, I believe uh, equips me and gives me the experience of, of being a good treasurer. And you know, I manage uh, over 130 people in the city and this is a much smaller office. And so I have the ability to, to manage, uh, but also deliver services like I did in Central Falls with the different programs of the treasurer's office. Very cool. Well, I think we're going to start winding down. I know you said you're on a little bit of a time crunch, but I appreciate it. So something I end every podcast with is is not really off. It's it's off of politics, you know, just, just advice. So if you could leave one piece of advice to the listener, it could be about politics. It could be about, you know, life or business, whatever you see fit. But what sort of advice would you leave for the listener? Uh, this is a, a, a very good one because I, I get a lot of advice and I, I love getting advice. But uh, I think the, the simple core uh, advice that uh, keeps me uh, uh, strong uh, every single day as uh, I was mayor on the city council is uh, the, you know, the simple notion of integrity and being honest uh, that to me is important being honest with yourself being honest with people uh, and working with integrity i think that uh, under any circumstances is important whether it's good or bad and uh, that's that's a true value um, that i've lived with uh, all my life and it's been one that's worked well for me uh, and and in part is a lot of gratitude to my family who instilled that to me and also showed me how much hard work pays off. And they, they really did work hard uh, to get me to where I am today. And so I'm indebted to that, to that, those ideals that my family uh, instilled in me. And so I'm forever grateful to them. Great. Well, I thank you very much for coming on the podcast and taking time out of your busy day. It means a lot to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it, you have, you know, you have a website, Facebook group, uh, Facebook, you want to give a shout out to all the listeners? Yes, uh, the website is diosa4ri.com. And uh, you can find more about my person, uh, more about the different positions uh, that I will take as treasure and also a vision. And so uh, please, please go to the website. And if you're interested in volunteering or supporting the campaign, you will also find information there. Great. Well, thank you very much again for coming on. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you to all the listeners for listening to this episode. And I will catch you in the next one. All right, Max. Thank you. Thank you.